Welcome to the Peter Legg Podcast, where you're empowered to lead, inspire, and influence. Now, here's your host and mentor, best-selling author, internationally acclaimed speaker, and community leader, Dr. Peter Legg. The weather is beautiful today, and so are my guests. Uh, I'm very delighted to have you here. Uh, Lenora Sally, Information and Referral Specialist of Seniors Service Society and Sarah Luciana from Active Aging Society. Welcome ladies, and we're so thankful you're here. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Sarah, can you tell me a little about Choose to Move program and what the benefits are? Yeah, of course. Um, before I get into the Choose to Move program, I, I just wanna set the stage a little bit. Um, Choose to Move was designed to address the physical inactivity epidemic, as well as the loneliness epidemic that many seniors in BC and other parts of the world are facing. And we know that older adults are not meeting their physical activity guidelines, the 150 minutes of physical activity each week that we, we know have protective effects on our health. And we know that older adults are spending more time alone and are feeling more isolated. And, and this also has uh, deleterious effects on their health. So Choose to Move was, was born out of uh, the active aging research team at UBC to address these two dynamics um, that older adults are facing. Um, it's based on the best research about how to support older adults' health and mobility in, in community. And, um, and it's delivered through our organization, the Active Aging Society. We've received investments from the BC Ministry of Health to implement and scale the program across the province. So we've had the pleasure of working with organizations like the Senior Services Society to make it available. But in essence, Choose to Move, although it's very focused on physical activity, it's not actually an exercise class itself. It's a motivation and, and support program. Choose to Move is a, a program uh, that runs over the course of three months and participants get to meet in their community, whether it's at the Senior Services Society or a neighborhood house or their recreation center. Um, they get to meet with their activity coach and, and their peers to learn about the importance of staying physically and socially active, what's available in their community to support those, those kinds of activities and, um, and, and to identify their goals and what motivates them to keep uh, uh, aligned with their goals. Um, at the Active Aging Society, we aim to promote seniors' physical, social, and mental health in British Columbia and beyond. And Choose to Move is our signature program. It addresses the physical inactivity and loneliness epidemic amongst our older adult population. And it's probably no surprise to, to your listeners, Peter, that we have an aging demographic. By 2051, one in four Canadians will be over the age of, of 65. And in BC, it's expected that we'll reach that milestone 10 years sooner. Um, there are two dynamics that we're uh, acutely attuned to at the Active Aging Society and through the Choose to Move program, and that's social isolation and loneliness and physical inactivity. So right now we know that one in four women and one in five men in, in Canada feel lonely at least some of the time. And we know that as we get older, our social network decreases with age uh, because of changes in work and, and you know, family dynamics, maybe changes in our, our mobility and our ability to get out and, and engage in community. 
and our friend group and, and composition changes. And research shows that, that loneliness increases your risk of death by about 26%. And loneliness is worse for you than being obese and is equal to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Um, and there are all kinds of associated health risks of being lonely on top of that, you know, high blood pressure, depression, and increased risk of dementia. And um, with respect to physical inactivity, we knew that through our programming, we had to address uh, the fact that over 85% of older adults are not meeting physical activity guidelines, that 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise that we need to engage in every week to keep well and to keep active, to keep, um, to keep mobile. Uh, physical inactivity is actually the fourth leading uh, risk factor of global uh, mortality. That's on the heels of, of um, mortality associated with high blood pressure, high glucose and tobacco use. And we know that um, from a recent World Health Organization report that in Canada, we'll see $564 million in direct healthcare costs annually associated with physical activity. So our, our organization, the Active Aging Society, along with the UBC Active Aging Research Team, uh, devised Choose to Move to address these tensions, uh, to address these um, the physical activity and, and, and loneliness epidemic that that we know is is happening uh, amongst the uh, our seniors in Canada. And Tell me, the Choose to Move program, uh, how does it work? Yeah, that's a um, that's a good question. It is a unique program. Um, it 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 is not an exercise program. It is uh, more like a motivation and support program, like a coaching program. It runs over the course of twelve weeks. Uh, it's evidence-based, evidence-backed. We know it works to increase physical activity and decrease loneliness and, and support participants to navigate resources in their community to get better access to those activities that, that will make us feel well and healthy and connected. Uh, the Choose to Move program is facilitated by a trained activity coach like, like Leonor. Um, the training is provided by, by our team and, uh, and the program is actually, the, the whole program is supported um, uh, by our team uh, over that 12 week period. It encompasses, um, or I guess it's comprised of two main components a one-on-one -on -one consultation with their activity coach where participants get to set up an action plan and goals uh, based on activities that are of most interest to them, whether that's walking or learning how to access the local pool or, um, or joining the, the, the luncheon uh, uh, club at, at their local neighborhood house. Uh, so that one-on-one -on -one consultation, they get a tailored uh, program plan uh, for themselves. And then over that 12 week period, they meet with that activity coach and the, the other participants in their cohort uh, through motivational group meetings. And they in those group meetings, they get to share about the progress on their goals. They get to learn about health topics like nutrition and dementia and falls prevention and, and even grief and loss if, if uh, that's a, a topic of, of importance to um, to that cohort, the the activity coach um, is supported to to adapt the program to the interests of of their their participants, and I think Leonor has done an exceptional job at the Senior Services Society of BC in in tailoring the program to to meet 
her clients' needs um, and, and to build on the strengths of her organization goals. So what kinds of things that you uh, would be allowed to share on this broadcast uh, uh, have been impactful and have virtually, what I hear you saying, have changed the lives of many men and women that come to your, come through your program? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, again, as I mentioned, we collaborate very closely with the UBC Active Aging Research Team headed up by Drs. Joni Sims-Gould and Heather McKay. And along with their research team, they have evaluated uh, the impacts of Choose to Move on um, older adult mobility and uh, social uh, social outcomes. And we know that older adults who participate and Choose to Move are less lonely and they increase their daily physical activity levels. And that helps uh, maintain mobility. We know that physical activity and mobility are inextricably linked. And, and we know that when we are able to maintain our mobility, we're able to stay independent, uh, maintaining a higher quality of life in communities, staying out of healthcare services, out of emergency rooms, out of long-term care for as long as possible, and, and living in a, a life that, that is, is more fulfilling. And so those are the, the, the research-backed um, outcomes of the Choose to Move program, but I have the pleasure of working closely with Leonor and, and Allison at the Senior Services Society, and we hear uh, through their experiences in delivering the program, uh, the beneficial impacts uh, on, on people's lives, you know, being able to walk up a set of stairs uh, and, and, and visit a neighbor in a way that, that wasn't possible beforehand. Um, being able to access a, a, a swim pass at the local community center because their activity coach, the, the guide of the Choose to Move program, was able to help them identify um, different funding supports to, to enable them to, you know, without financial barriers, access uh, programs in their community. So there are many beneficial impacts of, of Choose to Move uh, felt by the, the older adult participants themselves and, and as well the organizations who are able to address the desire of their, their uh, patrons and clients to, to live a more healthy life. So Sarah, um, if, you have, if you're not physically fit or you want to get physically fit, how do you choose to move and how do you register for it? Right. So you don't have to be physically fit to register for Choose to Move. Like I said, Choose to Move is not an exercise program. Uh, there's no expectation that you're going to show up in, in spandex and lift a bunch of barbells. Uh, it's a, a program where you're connecting with others in your community who want to get more active, who want to sit more and or sit less and move more. Um, and yeah, it's it's a, a program where you come together to to learn about healthy lifestyle behaviors, how to eat well, uh, how to prevent falls and fractures, um, to learn about brain health, um, and to to register. You can go to our website. You can find out where locations are across the province. Um, I can provide that for you now. It's uh, choose to move slash locations. Uh, to, to learn where we're, we're offering it right now. And, and all of the organizations, big and small, have a very easy um, a mechanism to, to support uh, interested people to register. So the, 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 you've hosted two Choose for Move groups. What have you learned from this experience, ladies? 
I'll pass that over to Leonor. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I have, um, had, I've coached two. And certainly all the things that Sarah has already said, um, the participants have come away with. But I think a real key thing for me, which came out of the two groups that I coached, they were older adults in the sense that most of them were in their mid 70s to early 80s. We actually chose to have the choose to move program in their building. We went to them rather than have them go out into the community because many of them were not physically active enough or able enough to go into community, but they realized that in fact they needed to continue and to have some kind of activity and exercise in their life. I would say that the, the main thing was that those that participated that had a real sense of purpose were more likely to take better care of themselves, to become engaged in a more healthy behavior and stick to it. And examples of a couple of the members that were there, one lady who really wanted to uh, stay engaged with her family, that was her purpose, her family. She loved her family. She wanted to continue to stay engaged with her family, with her grandkids, with her great grandkids and wanted to maintain her energy and physical levels so she could do that. And when she joined the group um, and she she got about using a walker, so she had a little bit of limitations, but she joined the group and then began to participate in the building. Somebody was conducting a few exercise programs. She started doing that once a week, then she went twice a week and three times a week. And it really changed not only physically, but her attitude towards it. And she was able to continue to to engage with her family and participate and see them regularly. Another lady who was an artist and she has rheumatoid arthritis and she does beautiful artwork. She does portraits of dogs. She does it mainly for her family and friends, but was finding that it was more and more difficult for her because of the pain and choosing to her own exercises and activities that she so she could continue. But what also came up in the group and it was really interesting is one woman, even though she realized, yes, it's important to stay physically active and engaged. She, she commented in one of the meetings saying, you know, um, I have no reason to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have any close family members. Um, she had friends, she was participating a little bit, but there was nothing, there was no real reason for her, nothing that she was really passionate about. So as a group, and as Sarah says, when you start, when you come together as a group, you start to connect and you share and you share your ideas and, and your experiences. And we talked about the importance of having a purpose and identifying that purpose. And it's all about what do you care about? What do you love? What do you want to do? What interests you? And as we started to discuss these things, everyone sort of came up and said, you know what I would love to do, I've always wanted to volunteer for Salvation Army, one lady said. And a couple of weeks later, she came back to the class and she said, I've joined up, I'm now a soldier of the army. And she was going twice a week involved volunteering and it, it really, she just lit up, she totally changed. Another gentleman who participated in his church, but, and he was also very active and he actually, did his exercises, but it wasn't, it was felt like he was just putting in time. And he said, you know, I've always wanted to learn about spirituality. 
And he went to the library, got some books, and then actually connected with two members of his church that were interested in the same thing. So they formed this group where they were starting to study all about spirituality. Um, a third lady wanted to tell her story. She said, I've had an interesting life. She said, I've lived in lots of interesting places and I've had interesting jobs. And her big drawback was, um, it's too, I want to write a book, but I've never written a book. And so from the group, they're saying, well, tell your story. Tell it one story at a time, one memory at a time, answer one question at a time. At the end, you'll have a book. So she started to do that and engaged with her actually grandkids who were very interested in hearing about her life and her experiences. So through all of that, everybody sort of came away with this real sense of purpose, and they were more committed and more engaged. They, they actually were following through on the action plans that we had put together in the beginning. But what I also learned, and this is really interesting, is one of the women, one lady that had joined, and she was very negative from the beginning. She had been in two car accidents and was in a lot of pain. Her whole purpose there was really to see how she could manage her pain, but didn't feel that anything was gonna help. The plan we had put together for her was walking. That's something she felt she could do. And so for the first few me meetings, she didn't engage at all. And I, I didn't expect she was gonna even continue with the program. And about the fourth meeting, she came in and she had actually gone out for her first walk. And when she was out, she sat on a bench to rest. And she met up with another lady who had been out walking. And they started to talk and connect. And the third time she went out for a walk, they connected again. So she started to develop that friendship. And as Sarah says, that social being socially connected is really, really important. And by the end of the program, she came up to me and she said, I really want to thank you. She said, this has been the most um, uh, grateful, so grateful she was for that experience. She said, and I'm so glad you encouraged me to stay and to continue in the program. She not only made a friend, but she had always volunteered before and felt she couldn't do it any longer. And now she felt stronger, she felt better, she was more engaged and she had signed up to volunteer for her uh, community program to do peer-to-peer -peer counseling. And the last thing she said, she said, I am just sorry the program's ending. So I think that whole sense of not only a purpose that you're more likely to take better care of yourself and become engaged in healthy behaviors and stick to it, that if you're physically active and if you're socially connected, you're more likely to connect with a sense of purpose. That's a great story. Um, it is a great story. How, how uh, if someone is interested to become a member of the Choose to Move activity, uh, activity coach, how, how do they do that? Yeah, well, they can they can reach out to our organization, the activeagingsociety.org, and go to the tab uh, Become a Partner. And there's an expression of interest form that uh, organizations can fill out, organizational leaders can fill out uh, to, to indicate their interest. Uh, Choose to Move is, is delivered at no cost to the participants and through generous um, investments from the BC Ministry of Health, uh, our organization is able to, to pay for the uh, activity coach time 
to deliver the program, to train at, in and, and deliver uh, Choose to Move. Um, if you're allowed to say this, what are the what are the typical age groups? Yeah, so Choose to Move has focused on people who are over the age of 65. And we have we know that we need to do better uh, by older adults in our community and, and create supports that, as Leonore says, like give them a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. Uh, whether it's through volunteering or through making connections with with others in their group or the other activities that they choose through the program. Um, but we know that that people who have been living uh, a strained life have lived in poverty and who have faced, you know, food insecurities and housing insecurities over the course of their lives um, have aged at a different rate. So we really support our delivery partners to, to set those limits on age. Um, some organizations include people in their 60, you know, as young as 60 or even 55. And, and we really let the participants themselves self-identify if they need support getting physically active, if they're facing barriers to maintaining mobility and and they want to connect more more socially and in, in community um then choose to move is, is the right program for them how do people connect with you to help you whether it's financial or whether it's uh they, they've got space in the house they've, they've got they've got some facility that they can do to help you how do they do that reach out fill out that expression of interest form on the activeagingsociety.org uh, website and and we can find a way to partner and connect and we uh, really uh, are really excited that we have uh, renewed funding uh, from the province to continue the delivery of choose to move over the next few years and I'm really excited to work with more organizations like Leonora's like the Senior Services Society of BC uh, to reach older adults in community who maybe are experiencing barriers to accessing health promotion programs. And the early days uh, of our collaboration, um, I mean, the early days of our collaboration, Leonore, were, were smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, yes, just to yes. make things even more difficult. But um, we got really creative about how, how to make Choose to Move available uh, to, to, to your clients. And I, I just a novel approach that I want to highlight is is um, Leonore and her team's uh, commitment to making Choose to Move available uh, nearly barrier free. She offered the programming in uh, the places that her participants lived in the in the you know rec rooms and uh, social rooms of of the housing complexes that they were living in because transportation has become a barrier for many people. Even just the cost of transportation, even if they're physically able to make it to a bus stop can be a barrier to participating. And some, some people don't feel welcome in all community spaces. Uh, there may be new Canadians or, or didn't grow up here and don't really know how to navigate some of the, the social and recreational services that we have available. So uh, to just get back to your question, Peter, you know, if there are people listening uh, that want to get involved and want to support uh, contacting the Senior Services Society directly about, about what they're doing to support seniors and specific to choose to move, contacting the Active Aging Society uh, and reaching out to me directly to find ways that we can marry up some of the resources and ideas that we have to, to really get older adults and community active and connected. 
Lenore, is there any particular need today? I mean, I know there's a thousand needs, but are, are there things that, that a volunteer could do today if they knew it was available? And can you can you do five or six, tell me five or six needs that you have? Well, I, I think I think the most important thing is I think as you we realize that no matter what our age is, we all flourish when we have some regular way of contributing meaningfully either to others or a community, and we need to feel needed and that we still matter. And I think most importantly is number one, as Sarah says, connecting older adults with the opportunities and what's available in the community. And um, it's so individual, and I think volunteering in, is so individual and in, in what you're, you're, you care about. But if as communities and as organizations and as educational institutions, that it's we need to continue to contribute those opportunities to create the opportunities for older people, no matter what their circumstances, whether it's where they live or whether it's in community, so that they can continue to learn and stay engaged and become involved in community. So really it is, I think it's important for us to, and, and communicate that to them and bring it to them as we did if they can't go out to the community to get it. And, and, and I think if you help, once they become engaged, once you start to talk to them about what's really important to them, they will identify their own purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And they will seek out uh, opportunities on their own as well. Yeah, and just to, to tag on to that, like, you know, broadly speaking, I think we need more supports in the community-based senior service sector um, around volunteer engagement and management. Um, we, we do have, you know, a, a, a growing population of older adults who have skills and knowledge that could be applied um, in, in our community programming and, um, and to support um, you know, broadly, uh, the, the sense of community. And um, we don't have great, uh, we have we have some mechanisms in place to support that volunteer engagement, but I think continued investment in the organizations and the people that, that animate those organizations. Um, so to do that volunteer engagement work is, is really critical. And from you know our our society's standpoint, continued investment in health promoting opportunities for older adults, working upstream from uh, emergency room entry and long term care uh, uh, facility entry, um, you know, thinking ten and twenty years ahead to to what we need to to stay in place and in and in community and community programming is a real cost-effective way of, of keeping people engaged and active in community and, and out of higher levels of care. Do you folks reach out to people or do they reach to you or is it both? It's both, it, it's yeah. both. I mean, um, our organization supports uh, Senior Services Society of BC and, and other organizations to expand their recruitment and promotion strategies to um, make sure that the opportunity to participate and choose to move is uh, widely available to, to older adults and community who might not yet be connected to that, uh, to that host organization. 
but certainly, Leonore, like you and your team have um, a wide range of older adults and, and, and different lists that you draw from uh, to promote the program itself. Right. And, and basically going to, because we work with a lot of housing providers and uh, so connecting with them, letting them know that the program is available, going in, speaking to them about the program, um, doing an introduction for them, uh, those kinds of things, going again, as Sarah said, going to where they live and, and offering the program. So we're reaching out constantly for people doing this and the, and the building managers and, and, and uh, housing providers also recognize that need and connect with us in the same way to see what programs are out there uh, that we can offer. Ladies, I would, I would think this broadcast is a pretty wide appeal. In closing, what specifically could somebody do today is listening to this and watching this? What could they do to help you today? Again, I think I would go back to, um, depending on what they're doing, if they're running an organization or a business uh, or involved in, in community in some way, is recognizing that, once again, creating opportunities, or if they have opportunities to reach out to, to us and other organizations, letting them know what where they can be engaged and where they can, can volunteer. Um, because often, again, I think with, with many older adults, depending on the age, they're not connected to the internet the same way as you are when you're younger. They don't have the same ability to find out what's available and what's out there. Mm -hmm. And so it is even working with us or working with, with uh, Sarah at Active Aging Society, letting us know what is available and what they are doing and creating those opportunities, particularly, I think about when when you think about volunteering and and staying active is intergenerational i think there's so many opportunities for connecting with with youth in the community and and bringing the those um organizations together with with older adults i would say if you know of an organization in your community that could host choose to move get in touch with me uh, connect at activeagingsociety.org or go to our website, activeagingsociety.org slash partner and, and fill out our expression of interest form. We, we want to know about more organizations in community that could host Choose to Move, that would have a space that, that could um, allocate a bit of staff time for the delivery of the program, who have a unique reach with, with older adults, especially older adults who are not um, always able to access uh, health promoting programs. We have a, an equity priority moving forward. We, we have, you know, um, since, since inception, but, but moving forward, we wanna work with uh, organizations that are serving um, uh, different ethnic communities and cultural communities that are supporting low income seniors. Uh, we want to work with um, organizations that that support different uh, different genders, uh, and so and and geographically, we want to support those organizations that are maybe not in urban centers and have a different um, set of demands and constraints when it comes to delivering programming uh, to seniors. So so we want to work with all different kinds of organizations, and we want to hear from from people about, about who those organizations are and, and how we can connect. 
Ladies, on that note, um, this has been a uh, full program. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Active Aging Society. And thank you, ladies, for your uh, dedication and your commitment and your uh, the way you've articulated all, all the needs. And we will do this again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hosting us. Thank you, Peter. Thank you.